This episode is powered by Poddex. Geeks, fanboys, and fangirls, we'd just like to let you know this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starring prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out Poddex.com. Use our promo code TALKPOP, you can get 10% off your first order. Hey, me and Biko are using it right now, why don't you try it yourself? That is Poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP to get 10% off your first order. Hey, what's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Pop. It's the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, Stefan Jahais. Of course, joining me is my brother from the same mother, the one, the only, Biko! What's up, guys? Hey, um, let you know, this is our first episode we actually got a sponsor now, besides Anchor, but, you know, we gotta thank Anchor that, but now we got an actual sponsor. So, um, they're not sponsors, they are sponsors. They're just, sponsors too, we but... We got another one. You just got another one, guys. <laughs> we're moving on up. We're moving up, guys. We're, we're moving uh, up. We're doing our best, guys. But we... No, we do do a shout out for Anchor for helping us out with this, so... Anchor, and of course, our new sponsor, Podex, um, we decided, you know, it's a cool product, so we decided, um, you know what? We got this thing called an episode deck, so pretty much, you know, we did was we pulled out the cards, like 50 unique cards, and we pretty much, you know... Say what this week's episode is going to be, and it's kind of cool. Does that give you ideas? So today's idea is today we're going to share our favorite online influencers, which is a pretty, uh, at least from what we were looking out, because at least particular to this set of decks, they give you a uh, an interview. So like, say you have a guest on the podcast, which with these days I know it's it's been very difficult. I don't know how a lot of these celebrities. Uh, I know how a lot of the celebrities do it, but they because they all live in LA, so it's easier and. So we're going to try very hard to try to get people back on the show. Um, but what's nice about this thing, I don't want to spend too much time talking about politics, but they have interview questions too. So it's always fun to play with your interviewee if, on, on things if you guys want different stuff to talk about. Uh, and it's always interesting to pick somebody's brain on different things because you get to see a perspective on something that you probably have known for a long time but never knew they saw something in a certain way. Um, and then the other one is just like, what you, like you fans mentioned before, uh, episode decks. So... We wanted to just give this a shout out, considering uh, that, like, I don't know about y'all, but when I get a product and, and there's a company that wants you to test it out and really wants you to, you know, 
give it a cosine. I want to know how it is. So, and so far so good. I like, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, a pretty tame Cards Against Humanity. So it's good, but yeah. So the card that I drew today, um, it says, share your favorite influencer. And online influencer. Online influencer, I'm sorry guys. And so I hopefully if you've been around what, what do you want to say, like post-2005 on the internet at a decent age. Um, when, like, YouTube was still young. And MySpace is, like, a thing still. <laughs> I fucking miss MySpace. Fuck Facebook, by the way. <laughs> I miss MySpace so much. Because that shit taught you so fast. Like, I... Honestly, I shout out to Tom for the original friend. Because I never would have got into coding and shit if it wasn't from learning how to copy and paste templates onto my MySpace bio page and adding the music fucking box... Your uh, your moving your moving backgrounds in the screen, mm-hmm. uh, how to organize your top eight, like all the coding and templates and all that shit you would learn on Twitter. So you know, like when you're 15, I mean, Facebook. Look, I got into Facebook in 20, oh, 2007, and MySpace in 2006. So it was like it wasn't too long. A yeah. lot of that shit because it was so so fresh. Like Tumblr was my thing. That once once I learned about Tumblr, I kind of got off all that shit, but. Like, so the social online influencer game has grown, um, especially with uh, Instagram kind of being mm. on the forefront as like far as as, well. uh, as far as influencers being able to pitch certain products with photos. And also, of course, with Twitch being um, a big platform for gaming and for now music streaming and, and especially with the quarantine. And then, like, yeah, because be now you see a lot of, creative. like... Like you see, like it's same like with YouTube now. It's like before it was just like a lot of people that you know they want to start channels, but then now you got like celebrities and athletes using it as a platform. You know, you know, it's just to show like you know, you know they're not tied to just one single thing. Like, yeah, you play soccer, but it's like if you have hobbies and stuff, why not be afraid to show them? And that's why you know having like these, like yeah. being an influencer online. I mean, for me, it's like you know you want to share, you know. You want to inspire people. That's basically what it is. It's like you like something like a hobby or something you want to inspire. You want to share your hobby to people. And then people can get inspired by it. Um, I'll say like you said it'll be cool. It's like pretty much, you know, yeah, the social media, like me, I started with my MySpace also as well. But it's like, you know, Facebook, I didn't go into Facebook until like 2008, I think. I didn't join until like 20, 2008. No, no, like actually because of Sal. Sal was, <laughs> Sal was the one who helped me set up my damn Facebook because of, of him. Oh, Uncle he had Sal? Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Uncle Sal. Don't worry, guys. We're, we're, I know Uncle Sal's like, you know, he like his episode's like one of the top ones. I would say I have credit him as an influencer as well. Even though he's not, he's not an online influencer, but yeah, he's been a big part of our lives. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, credit to Uncle Sal pretty much because, you know... And, you know, in the circle of friends that me and Biko grew up with, like, pretty much, that was the thing about Facebook. They're like, oh, you don't have Facebook, you know. Yeah, it, it was, it was like, to like me, that. the beginning of it was pretty much, you know, try to catch up on old classmates. Like, you end up running to people that you graduated, like, you know, I ended up running, like, the first friends I had was, like, people I went to, like, like, eighth grade with, like, in Catholic school met with, and they ended up finding me out. Like, hey, you know, I graduated with this person, like, just, you know... With that, and it's like, and then of course, a lot of people, like a lot of influencers, got their start pretty much on Facebook before YouTube became a thing. And then, of course, you have Instagram as well. There's a lot of celebrities that use Instagram as a platform as well to influence. Um, pretty much for me, when it came to my influencer, um, pretty much for for online, well, for podcasting as well, I think my main influence was Mark Marin. 
Oh, I guess we can separate it, yeah. So Mark Marin, you say, is your, your podcast one? I would say, yeah. For po- <clears throat> Him, is he's one of my influencers for podcasting because, you know, he's a guy, like, he got to, like, he's a stand-up comedian. He's been on television, but taking, yeah. like, just using his garage as a setting and deciding, you know what, I got a laptop, I got a microphone, I got people that I know, I want to pick their brain. Just do a podcast in the garage. It's like, it's just showing that you need a fancy, you know, studio you know, you want to feel more comfortable and pretty much, you know, and kind of like you can, sh- you know, relate to your guests. Like your guests come on like, hey, you know, this is how you are. And it's like you get to be yourself. It's like that's what Mark Maron does. Like he does research. I credit him. He does a little research to people he like he's going to interview. Like he'll watch their films, check out their work and stuff. Okay. And he also commentates what's going on. So he's like he's like real with you. And that's what I do like about him because, you know, he's a comedian, but he likes to be real. Like it's like. And I, I was the one, like, the other day um, on the way to work, I had listened to the one we had Ellen Page. Oh. And he talked about, you know, he was he talked about the documentary she did. Um, oh, it's in on Netflix. Um, it's this one documentary about the environmental. It was, like, on the environment. I, gotta, I forgot the name of it, but um, it's, it's, it's on Netflix. So she just put that on Netflix now? It's on Netflix. And then, of course, she's on Umbrella Academy Season 2. Um, yeah. Umbrella Academy as well. I, I like her in Juno, but... You know, just to having him like having that conversation, you know, they were just having a conversation to talk about stuff, you know, talk about her documentary and her works and stuff. It was all the comfortability. Like, he got to the point, he's like, you know, um, pretty much, you know, he was like the pandemic and stuff, like his commentary. Like, he's, he's, he's getting like plexiglass dividers to get at people in, in the garage again. But it's like, going back, you know, that was the most recent episode. But it's like, him, I would say he's one of my influencers. Another one's Joe Rogan. When it comes to podcasting as well, the same thing. Doesn't he probably does it in his home and it's like and he gets he bites, He did before. He did it before, but I think he's got like a studio now. Long right? ass he has got a whole well, he's moving to Texas now, but he has a whole compound. It's I mean he's 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 a fucking um he's the top dog. I mean he he's literally the Johnny Carson of podcasts, like the most it's hard, like you're not I I don't, I don't think he'll ever stop, which is fine. Um but um, it's hard for me to put him as an influencer, but I definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely have learned a lot listening to his podcast. Um, only because I've always, I'm, I run into more Rogan haters than I do running into people who actually listen. And most of those times who are the haters is that they don't actually listen to the podcast. They kind of just like, they probably get like the, the little clips that get jumbled on the internet. Mm-hmm. And look, I don't blame you. It's most of them are three hours, two hours, so you gotta really sit down and chug away. But like, he 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 has a variety of people, and and the thing that puzzles me the most is that people get so offended as if this is like like they're speaking right to you. It's like no, they're just sharing ideas. So at the end of the day, it's like like he he he's pretty much the complete opposite of what I do, what I, who I am, and like I don't agree with everything he says and shit. And that's, and that's fine. Like, I don't have to. Like, why the fuck should I? But it doesn't mean I should stop listening because he does interview a lot of interesting people from everywhere. So it's like, I wouldn't have gotten to, like, learn other podcasts or be influenced by other fucking, or research different things or be into interest in other things because, without listening to his podcast for this long. Um, I mean, I got into it. At least podcasting pretty late as compared to the last, I want to say, four, uh, four, four, five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I dipped my toes back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with, uh, I don't know if you guys listen to it, Welcome to Night Vale is great, by the way, shout out to them, they've been doing it for years, uh, but that that's, like, I don't want to say influence, but he's definitely somebody that's important when it comes to that, uh, but I can see, like, him and Mark Maron, I think, are, that that's how I can agree, like, they're both, I mean, they've been doing it so long, but, like, those yeah. two are very similar in their styles of, like, Mark Maron more or less with the mental health, because he kind of leans on that side, mm-hmm. on, like, fuck because he like yeah i understand mark Marin completely um and then joe rogan's just kind of like this curious dude straight as far as kind of like just a very curious dude who loves humans right yeah like, and he, like he doesn't and what's nice is that he really at least tries to fucking tr- tries to understand you he has his beliefs and that's fine but he what's good is that he doesn't believe in absolutes and that resonated with me with with me a lot because i i'm most like most for the most part the same i don't i'm easily i'm okay with my getting my opinion changed i'm okay if you offer facts and provide evidence and then like oh yeah you're right like what sucks is that a lot of people can't admit that they're wrong and i think it's on and it's funny because i think it's because of this influencer shit if you think about it like this shit skyrocketed as compared to the way social media is blasted before. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, social media boosted up right at my, that tiptoe, like my junior year of high school, which is 2008, mm-hmm. 2008, 2009, or 2008, that tail end from 2007 going to 2008. And that's what Facebook, Facebook really took the grip on the social media market. And that's when MySpace kind of started teetering down mm-hmm. and they focused on the music thing. I mean, they're still around, but, uh, by 2009, 2010, college, dude, everybody fucking had it. Everybody was on that shit. And then Instagram came through. And then that's what follows what Vine and, and, the, and the rest is history. As we see, I mean, Twitter was there in the background too, 07. So, like, I mean, I, that's the one I'll stay away from for the rest of my life, I think. But, uh, mm-hmm. like, those things, it, it, it made sense. The writing was on the wall, I noticed, once the older things, once the older crowds started to come in. Like, once Zuckerberg opened the floodgates and was like, anybody can get a Facebook before Harvard thing. That's when, like, I feel like the writing was on the wall when, like, this shit's going to get wild. And now, as we see today, it's gotten out of hand. It got to the point, like, it's influenced even influenced, like, South Park. You know how South Park is, you know, when it comes to, like... (laughs) When the writing team, you know, they take whatever, you know. what? And kudos to Trey Parker... Yeah, uh, and Matt, Matt Stone. Matt, because Matt Stone. honestly, honestly, the reason why South Park is still doing well is because a lot of episodes influence what's going on in the world. They take whatever topic is in the world, which is true, and get like their own like satire on it. Which I think it that's the reason why it's still staying on. It's because yeah, before it was just random shit, but honestly now it's like they'll take any topic that's going on right now, um, have a have an underlying storyline. But do some like satire and pretty much put people on notice and say, hey, the reason why they're making fun of it is because it's true. Um, like they had, like you said, Facebook, you know, first, you know, Zuckerberg started like in, Har- in Harvard. It was like a pretty much a social thing between Harvard students. And he decided, you know, I'll take that, you know, the algorithm and the concept and just decide, you know, I'm going to release it to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much, you know, um, <laughs> because because the gorilla's dating was rejecting him in fucking high school for being or college for being an asshole. And then pretty much um, he oh, – to the point that it influenced a lot of people. And then the point, you know, honestly, South Park decided to do the same thing as well because – let me see if I can pull up the episode. But South Park had an episode about Facebook. Let me see if I can find out about it. Let me see if I can find it because it was like 
I think it was a, it, it was about, oh, let me see if I can find this on Facebook episode, see if I can Google it on here real quick. Because honestly, anything you do online, you know, South Park or Simpsons are probably going to parody it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, South Park. Facebook episode. Let's see. Let's do a Google here. Here we go. Yeah, it's called You Have, you have Zero Friends. <laughs> and basically, it's like... You have zero friends? Like, this came out in 2010, so... Yeah, I mean, hilarious. yeah, this came out in 2010, so what? Facebook didn't blow up until around that time, so it's like... I feel like that would still hold up. <laughs> it still does kind of hold up. And pretty much the whole episode... Like, the whole plot is basically Stan Jones, like, Facebook... Um, like, people, like... It basically, the whole town's, like, you know... So obsessed with Facebook, everyone's influenced by it. To the point, you know, even to the point, there's one point where... You know, Stan, he gets picked on by Wendy because, you know... He's friends with her friends with our girl in class. It's like, your friend? And she gets all jealous and shit. And then, uh, to the point, um... It's kind of like parroting Facebook, but also parroting the movie Tron. Because it gets to the point now, and it's sad because then it has this other kid, like, and they're this, like, anti-social, like, awkwardy kid. But he has a friend named Stan, and he ends up, like, being a, or Kyle or something, ends up friending him by accident, and then the dude, it, like, it shows, like, honestly, it's not part showing how the impact of social media, how social media influences people's behaviors. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point that it does make sense. People get obsessed over Facebook. It's like for me now. It's like back then. Yo, know, it was kind of cool because you get to see you know people that you went to school with, people you went to high school with, people you haven't had touch base in a long time. It's good to catch up. But it, then you see the other side of it where people get so obsessed. Like if you're not doing anything, like they want to see what you're doing at the at that moment. Mm-hmm. And for me now, it's like it kind of changed. Like it kind of influenced me that now it's like. The only time I go on, it's pretty much now just to promote this podcast and, like, just check on and see how, you know, just to, you know, wish somebody had a birthday. Because I, I said to the point to remind me when someone's birthday, you know, just to take the time of my day. Hey, yeah. You know, just to wish that person had a birthday, you know, just to show, hey, I still care. Um, it does have its moments, right? Like, going back, to, like, like I said, going back to the South Park episode, it's like... That's purpose. But definitely watch the episode. I think you can watch on HBO Max now because they got all the episodes on there now. But definitely check it out. It's um, season 14, episode 4. Definitely watch that Facebook episode. It's pretty much after the medicinal fried chicken thing. So it's oh, like... Oh, fuck. So definitely watch it. It's oh, Like I said, watch episode. the episode because it kind of shows how influence, like how little things, like... It's like online influencing um, pretty much, you know, influence other shows. Like... You know, another one that I saw that I don't, I never got into, uh, was PewDiePie. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Same. I, Same. honestly, you know, I do follow a uh, certain... Yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah. I will say he, I'm not going to say he's my favorite, but I, I didn't know about him until South Park. That, I'm going to be honest with yeah. you guys, I didn't know about him until South Park. Because there was this one episode, see, I'm always going back to South Park because honestly, you know, they always find... But South Park, it's like, if you watch that documentary, um, Six Days to Air, it's really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, documentary, how they make an episode, it's kind of interesting. But it's something that, you know, I never got, I never know who Pi is because of South Park. South Park, you know, basically to the point where they featured them on some episodes. They actually featured, like, footage of them and stuff. Like, I guess, like, Cartman or something was watching, like, clips of them. And to part, Carver got so jealous that he decided to... <laughs> Basically streaming anything in his life. Like being online, his life was on stream. He's doing commentaries and shit. And it's like, that's, like I said, that's another, like, I don't know. What, Baker, what's your take on PewDiePie, dude? Because honestly, I... Um, 
Yeah, I I only heard about PewDiePie because of what all the shit that he was getting into, all like all the trouble he was getting into on like YouTube. Um, like I think the most the recent one I can remember is when he like was doing a, a game stream and he fucking he said the N word. Like it came out like nothing because I think he was playing Fortnite or something and like some fucker came behind him and got him and he said the N word and, mm-hmm. and like that live like but and like and every and he just gets fucking slammed on the chat like what do you what what everyone's like what and so like that shit leaked to the point um I remember that one uh that he fucking apologized for a million times and then he the Wall Street Journal when they wrote about him. When somebody was editing his videos and saying that he was doing anti-Semitic things, which actually wasn't true at all. It was fake news. Like, somebody completely construed it out of context and everything. Mm-hmm. But he has run into shit like that. And, like, he's lost subscribers to it. But we're talking about the most subscribed person on YouTube. So, like, he... he that's not going to hurt him. But, uh... I, I I had only heard of him through that, through Trouble. But I never really got the inclination to want to watch him or watch his game stream. I'm not into game streams, so it's like... But it, it, it doesn't do... It doesn't do for me what it does for other people, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Markiplier is another one that you like. I, uh, I don't... I have really no opinion on him because I don't see much on him, but it's like the same thing. Him and... I put him and PewDiePie in the same category of people that, like... Mm-hmm. I have nothing against what they do because I don't know a lot about them or what they actually do as far as the, the content they create for YouTube that yeah. makes them so successful. Mm-hmm. But I have heard good things about Mark Pyre and what he does. And like, I like him, yeah, because honestly, yeah, he so does a lot. It's like, yeah, I don't have any I have a lot of respect for him. I would say, I would say when it comes to like streaming YouTubers, he's one of my top favorites is, is Markiplier because of the fact that, you know, the stuff he does. I think he has some, like, he does some content where he shows what he does in his day is life. It's yeah. kind of cool, like, like, he's just, like, a guy who's, like, from South Korea in descent, and it's, like, I didn't realize he was, like, Korean. That was actually really interesting. It's, like, that's kind of oh, cool. Yeah, and he talks about he his cool culture. He's cool. It's cool to have. Like, he talks about his culture and stuff. But is he, is he full or half? I believe... I don't know if he's half. I don't know. You want to look it up? I'm not sure. Because he talks about... He has some... He does some vlogs as well. Um, he has some vlogs as well when he's visiting, like, relatives and stuff in South Korea, and, um... Um, pretty much, you know, and I credit him as well because he does a lot of like charity work for like Make a Wish and stuff. Where I saw this one, it was on a Reddit, um, where it was under um, he was being bro subreddit once, and it shows like with Markiplier, he was at this convention, like a streamer convention or something, and then pretty much he took time to like sit down and make, and fulfill wishes because all the like people who do the Make a Wish, you know, they want to ask him questions, so their their wish was to interview Markiplier. And he took his time, you know. Yeah, you're at a convention, you know, you probably sat at a certain time. He made time for every single person that requested him. That's pretty cool. I was in, he's like, honestly, you know, he's really good. I think for me, like his online persona, like people like, with online influencers, you can tell it's like they're probably a different person in real life, but they create this character. Like an, it could be like an embellished version of themselves. Because it's like, yeah, you you gotta create like it's like you know same thing. It's like relation to professional wrestling. Sometimes professional wrestlers, you know, they the characters they create are usually like embellishments of themselves. It's just a way to grab your attention. Like, like Markiplier, like, like for me, how I got into him because, like I said, he's one of my favorite influencers. Was when he plays like you know, Five Nights and Freddy's. That's how I got introduced to Markiplier. Was uh, the Five Nights and Freddy's because that was kind of cool. Because you know, I don't have a PC. I don't. I had a PC in years. 
And I got a tablet, man. It's like, I'm like a console gamer, but it's like, and you know, back then you didn't, this whole concept of watching people play games was new because nobody, yeah. the only time back in my day, when we grew up in the 90s, like the only time I'd see someone else play a game is either you're visiting your, cousin, your relative's house or you're at an arcade and you're just waiting for somebody to finish their game or something. It's yeah, like, and half the time, nobody wanted to do that. Nobody wanted to wait until their fucking turn or watch people play until their turn. Like, you just come back and wait. You just put your name in and you, and you walk out of the party or do stuff and shit and then come back. But yeah, like, I never, I don't, I've never gotten behind the fascination of it. I, I don't, I, I get it, but I don't get it. Let's yeah. put it that way. I get it, but I don't get it. And that's fine. Like, it is what it is. Um, I, I just, I, for one, personally, wouldn't want to do that, but. Fuck. I mean, some people like it. I see the merit, though. It's like watching sports, right? Like, if you really like a game and you see somebody like, for instance, Ninja, like, he's good at Fortnite. So, if, like, you want to get good at Fortnite, you watch this guy. Like, he's good. So, I can see the appeal there if it makes it, like, because you're, you're trying to get good at what you do. Or what mm-hmm. you like to do, how you approach a certain game. Yeah. Um, I, I, it just doesn't do anything. For that. It doesn't do that for me, but... Like the amount of times I watch YouTube commentary and, and drama and shit like that, they 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 pop up like well PewDiePie more or less than, than Markiplier, but no, like I said, Markiplier like yeah, like I said, he's a big influence for me because like for me now it's like he's a, he's one of my video game influencers. My second one will have to be John Wolf mm. because he also does. I mean, he I like about him is he's like I would say more like a, like. He's not an embellished person like Market Black. He doesn't over embellish. Like he doesn't like make himself like a character. He's just a streamer. Like he just plays games. It's like you know, it's like another casual side to it as well. Because he's really good as well. Um, he does and able to do that in Twitch. It's like you know, it's like for me, it's like yeah. And the, it, those two guys can kind of inspire me to go into the Twitch stream because I tried like like years back and what. But I decided to do it on YouTube, and what kind of turned me off was, like, you know, was YouTube, like, doing flags and shit, because it's, like, oh, man, like, I, I did it for my YouTube channel, and even though my YouTube channel is so active, but I haven't been on there in a year, in, a year, in like, a year or two, but it's, like, I used to do video game streams on there, because I was doing it through, like, the PS4 and stuff, and one game was playing Ratchet and Clank, and then all of a sudden, you know, I was talking about a game, I was playing the game, you know, and because the movie was coming up, and, you know, I want to do it, I want to share, you know, my gameplay. It was to the point where it got like my videos were kept getting flagged, were getting copyright claimed by like Universal and stuff. Like, what the heck? It's because I'm playing a game. It's because they own the rights, and as soon as the movie like when the theaters all of a sudden they took away the copyright thing about like okay they unblocked my video. Well, it's just kind of weird. It kind of like turned me off. So that's why I went back into the thing. But now you know going back and watching like you know John Wolf and you know. Markiplier and also you know Austin Creed now because you know up up down now that's another person I want to put on the list before we get to him him as well I credit him as well because you know it, it, they inspire me to hey I, Twitch is cool again no Twitch is a better alternative because at least with Twitch you know you can set you know if you're gonna play games that are not suitable for audiences you can set it to only mature audiences can watch the stream which is cool. Um, but it's like for me, it's like I like JRPGs. You know, I'm a casual gamer. I don't play all the time. I try to make time because you know my work schedule. But you know, it'd be cool to just sit down, play an hour or two of a game, and I just say, you know what? Let me share my. You know, maybe some people don't play JRPGs. People don't play visual novel games. It's like and try to game play games that people don't realize they're actually not bad, like the sleeper hits. 
And now I'm just right now recently I just bought Final Fantasy VII Remake. It was on sale on PS on PlayStation Store. So probably it's a big ass file, dude. It's like I gotta I'm not even halfway downloaded, so probably after when I return home I gotta, you know, get that finish that download. Maybe this weekend I'll put it on. But it's like it's a big ass file, but but seeing how the big of an impact stream does, because I do follow a lot of Twitch streamers, and it goes into my next um, video game influencer, I know I'm like hijacking this list, but my third one will be Austin Creed, because honestly, Xavier Woods is especially about Austin Creed, you know, I'm a big fan of New Day, and Austin Creed, you know, I he he's a big, he's a college graduate, he's got a doctorate, and um, he's a wrestler, but his passion is also video games. Just to see somebody that you don't think, you know... What I like about it, he brings a lot of his people that he works with, a lot of coworkers with him, and seeing them like, like playing video games was just something different because he, even he talked about it like it's different now than it was. I bet you a lot of the old veterans are like, oh man, these young kids are playing video games while they're not wrestling. It's like at least they're doing something like that, like, you know, <laughs> you know, instead instead of you know doing that. But it's like the, the whole thing changes because it's their points like. And it's cool because you get to, and my level with Austin Creed, like, he shows, like, a little bit of himself. Like, hey, I like video games. I like retro games. And then seeing, like, you know, wrestlers that you grew up with, like, Big Show, he's a big Destiny gamer. He's a gamer for Destiny. He's a big player for Destiny. Like, there was, like, an episode he has on Austin Creed has when he interviews Big Show that Big Show has tips. Like, he gave, like, tips on how to play, like, Destiny, how to set your character up and everything. AJ Styles. Phenomenal AJ Styles. I follow him. He's a big like retro gamer, so he collects a lot of retro games. He's like he built. He's building his own game room in his house, and he collects a lot of games as well. Um, and he talks about like he has. He talks about the retro games that he grew up on. He, I think he says that. I think the last thing I saw him on Twitch was he did like a just chatting thing where he answered like questions on Twitch, and one thing people kept asking, "What's your favorite like game of all time?" He says Super Mario Bros. Two, but not the not the original, the one that the one that you know. Japan got like the one that was like based that's on that's his like, favorite one Doki Doki Panic because it was like a well I know the thing but, that's, but that's, that's, I think that's, that's his favorite his favorite, his favorite NES out game of all the Marios of NES game yeah it was what? yeah it, it was Super Mario Bros. I was shocked too as well it was like oh wow but like yeah, going back to up up down down it's like it, it gained his following it's, it is like I said you get to see these these athletes these entertainers you know as themselves sitting down talking playing games you know it's it shows you know it gives them an opportunity to be themselves at the same time it's like you know because honestly now with fresh wrestling you know k-pib is dead honestly with social media and stuff it's like it's kind of hard for them to stay in character the wrestlers yeah oh yeah it's impossible dog yeah it's like yeah but it's kind of cool with him you know it's to the point his channel's blowing up and he's trying to be like i he's right now he's campaigning to be you know g4's coming back and, oh, I think they'd be fun to put him on there. Yeah, he's been putting a campaign right now, so like now he's urging people like if you're a big like subscribe to his channel, but also use the hashtag Creed for G4. I've been doing it every time I go on Creed Twitter. I've been putting the has it's hashtag Creed for G4, and I think Olivia Munn gave him like an endorsement as well. Like she's willing because I know she's in talks to come back. It'd be cool if she brings him along, and they can do like a, a show together or something. So I yeah because I don't know G, like. They say G Four's coming back, but I don't know if it's gonna come back as. A, I'm thinking. I'm assuming it's gonna be come back as an online channel. I'm thinking it's gonna be like an online channel where like an online channel you can subscribe to. YouTube. It's probably gonna be a YouTube channel. They, they but it'd be cool if they had him and Olivia Munn on there because you know, 
but but also group like he's got he brings so many of his um co-workers on the show like he does this thing on wednesday it's him cesaro tyler breeze adam cole they play on uno the big games are uno and it's funny because they play a different version of it and the loser pretty much has to sing one of those cheesy WWE songs extra songs it's kind of funny like every week that so dude you gotta go you, you gotta go up, up, down, down, check out the Uno episodes. They're freaking hilarious because they do it every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hilarious. That's why it became Uno Wednesday. But it's kind of cool. It's like, and now they all have Twitch, like, also has a Twitch channel, but all of them have Twitch channels. And it's kind of cool because, it's like, it gives people, not, like, gives them opportunity, you know, to say, hey, you know, once my, you know, once they retire from wrestling, they, they have another outlet to go out to. Like, even Cesaro, he has a coffee now, dude. Oh, does he? Yeah, he has a coffee. I think it's on his. Um, if you go on his Twitch channel, he has the link to his coffee line. It's called Nespresso. I forgot it's called something. Something. It's a coffee, but I forgot what the name of it. But yeah, check it out. Like Wednesday, they do Uno every Wednesday. Uno. So everyone, just check out the old episodes. But they're really good. Yeah. They're really good. Definitely, I do recommend you check it out because it's really good. Um, any of your any video game streamers or influencers. Or anyone uh, like you, like anyone you saw like growing up that you think it's like an influence uh, for you, like your influence, like one of your favorites. Online influencers. Yeah, like the favorite online influencers. Oh fuck. Um, I think it's because I think over these last few years I got more into YouTube. I mean, to the point that I use that more than the subscription services of entertainment that I don't fucking pay for, but, like, mm-hmm. like it's kind of hilarious, but, um, ah, like, I don't, shit, it's just, like, back then, it was just so, you know what, there was, uh, I want to say uh, what I would watch a lot, like, YouTube back in the day, that influenced me a lot, was a lot of the stupid, uh, stupid, because it's not stupid at all. I don't watch a lot of rap battles. Um, that like a lot of your a lot of uh, a lot of the rappers who have found a lot of fame in the music industry these days have gone through rap battle circuits and honed their skills to that. So I watched a lot of that. But I want to say like if I were to pick influencers, I I can only think back onto the years of now, of mm-hmm. most recently because that's the most I've gotten into online shit. Yeah. Um, right now I, I watch a lot of Andrew Schultz and comedians because I watch a lot of comedians. Um, I watch a lot of comedians, like video game trivia shit that I don't know, especially about the old school shit, because when you're older, you want to look back and get knowledge on it. Um, a lot of, cons- a lot of like conspiracy shit and random documentaries, but um, a, com- a comedian influence guy that I'm, that he's killing it right now. I, I, I'm so, inc- so incredibly admirable for me to me is Andrew Schultz, uh, comedian that like fucking he's killing it. Um, I listen to his podcasts like it's fucking religion. I watch his uh, I watch his stand up bits. I watch his stand up. I uh, I watch him break. He's been doing these monologues mm-hmm. similar to like the John Oliver, the Trevor Noahs, the fucking the, you know those commentary type like of the, style like, shows. Like... They, they try to be satire. It's a satirical ones mm-hmm. like. Oh, like the news, like almost like kind of, yeah. But he's doing it in like four to five minute chunks, and it's like keeping it real and not pandering both sides and not Mm. pandering to left only or to the right. It's like straight up, we're playing. We're gonna make fun of both 
both both of these parties can get some bows. Like I'm giving it to I'm dishing it out to everyone, and that's my brand of comedy. Cause I that's my brand how I am in life. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, like I will not waste time. Like look, and this is what I deal with my family on a daily basis. But you know what I mean, like. Those are the type of guys who influence me a lot because it resonates with me. And he's saying the stuff that like this cute. He's doing the. Th he's saying the things that we need in comedy because it's very important. This whole thing of everybody not listening to other people and where they're coming from and all this shit is fucking getting out of hand. We're going back to like the days of before the enlightenment of where like, oh she's a witch. Yeah, no, no, no. like you know what I mean. We're doing that. The mm -hmm. minute you spew, it's like, well, I'm a Republican. Oh, you're so you're a Trump lover. Yeah, it's like, no, that's not true, bro. Like, look, it doesn't mean they like it. Just like you could be a Democrat and not like fucking Obama or Biden or Clinton or the years. Like, like that's just, it's inevitable. It's the same way you can like a sports team, but not like the coach. Shout out to Jim Boylan for getting fired. Thank the fucking Lord. The Bulls are coming back, boys. But anyways, you know what I mean? So it's, mm -hmm. it's like that. So when it comes to that, I think the... The online influencer thing, I, I get influenced a lot by comedians who are posting their shit online and doing the thing, as opposed to some of these people trying to do stand-up gigs on Zoom, and I'm like, no, that's, that's tough. But Yeah, I think, yeah, like, to me, I don't, yeah. Like, those type, that type of content, I consume a lot more than podcasts and stuff. And then uh, um, another guy I think I get influenced by is this, there's this um, this fashion designer guy I, I look on Instagram um, mm. from Belgium. Dope guy. Uh, his name is Max Davis. Uh, M A X D V S. What does that handle? You can do it there, or you can look at his store. Mm -hmm. He designs these clothing, and it's fucking just amazing. And I'm influenced by that style and that streetwear culture, but it has like, this ninja aesthetic to it, kind of samurai, but it's also hip hop. It's very, I don't know, it captures a lot of things. But I think uh, the online influencer thing, what I get influenced by is like comedy, art. Uh, music stuff like that I'll, I'll take in um, mainly interviews Vlad 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 uh, from Vlad TV is also another thing I'm extreme uh, he he interviews hip hop people um, comedians uh, political figures social cultural significant people um, from all walks of life I mean NBA players like he had fucking uh, Charles Oakley and Tim Harway do a, a a dual interview with them and they're oh, talking wow. about like the last dance yeah he's he has john sally regularly on to the point that john sally side note uh you guys go support him he has he opened up his own vegan restaurant out in cali um he's a big weed advocate too shout out to john. i love john sally man i love him as a player and i love him as a person um he's just doing it so big for vegans doing so great for that community doing so great for uh fucking the, the cannabis community um and it's funny because he had mentioned that in one of his interviews that when he bought the restaurant space, the rent it, the lease it, mm -hmm. it happened to be on 420 Street. <laughs> um, yeah, and he plays, and it's cool because he decked it out in like hip hop influence and stuff, yeah. and he just plays hip hop. And so you can just chill in there, eat some like good ass food, and listen to hip hop and just ride. It's so dope. So, like, that I watch that stuff and take that in like nobody's business. Interviews like that, full interviews from that, um, because hip hop has always been an influence on my life. So, like, I kind of took those things that interested me and mm -hmm. and tried to seek out influencers like that online. And then things that obviously, I don't know, like, that may not, that may go against what I believe in just to inform myself on another opinion or perspective. Hence why I'm so um, 
I try to be as blunt as possible because fuck it. If like the only time I'm going to coexist with you is this, you might as well just make an idea of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like as far as that, like YouTube, I, those are the guys that check out that influence a lot. And I like Austin Creed for that moment. Cause I think like when I catch the podcast with you, it's oh, always, those with the new just, day? Those are oh, just yeah. guys who like I would totally just hang out with. Like, I, yeah, like, honestly, like if there was a, po- a game night every week, I would fucking love. No, because like, that's kind of cool. But to. it's like they're just cool guys. Because think about it, you guys listen to the the like the new day feel the power podcast. It's really great because honestly, you know, I remember watching Kofi Kingston. You know, following him. You know, getting him. Like, who's a veteran guy, bringing guys like Big E or Xavier Woods, guys that came, you know, from FCW or came from the Indies or people that got into wrestling. And it kind of, I don't see, like, even, like, right now, and Big E himself says that right now, it's like, you know, Kofi's hurt. Um, Xavier Woods is recovering from an Achilles injury. You know, those injuries kind of take a while. But he's giving a shot being singles and even ask him, like, in interviews, do you see yourself walking away from the day? He's like, no. Honestly, he's like, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think he said that they've been trying to get one of them to turn heel, but he's like, no, because they're they're my brothers. You know, we travel together, we laugh together, we play games together. It's like, and it's kind of a little bit like if you listen to our podcast, it shows how much you know that they are friends outside the square circle. How they pick on each other, they bring people from their lives. It's really cool, and you definitely should check out his podcast because. Like I said, like that, you know, with me, you know, without, you know, people like Joe Rogan or people like Mark Marin or them, you know, I probably wouldn't have. Or another person I to talk about my honor, is someone I grew up watching wrestling with, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. He's another one of my inspirations of possibly going into podcasting because, you know, this is, we've been doing, what, three years now? Yeah. I can't believe it's going to be three years in September. It's like, wow. It's like, it's going to be three years in September. Basically. Basically, next month, I think our first one was like the Defenders review. It's like, and we oh, were doing shit. it while we were in like, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, we were doing like. Remember that show? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, like, here's a guy who I followed wrestling. Thanks to Uncle Sal because he got me back into professional wrestling. I always, always, I'm always going to credit Uncle Sal. But watching him, because, you know, being a kid, yeah, grew up in the 80s, in the, late, in the mid 80s, you know, the big thing was Hulk Hogan. But, you know, I lost touch based on wrestling. I, I became obsessed with video games and, something, and other things. And, you know, Uncle Sal decided one day I visited their house and pretty much he introduced me to the WWE ads here. He introduced me to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm like, who's this guy? This guy's different. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not Macho Man Randy Savage. He's not the million dollar man Teddy DiBiase. He's somebody that pretty much represented the blue collar worker. Pretty much somebody who didn't give a shit. Who pretty much looked out for himself. Who didn't like authority, didn't like to be controlled. And, you know, what can you say you could find someone who was willing to stand up to his boss to put the fight his boss in the cage match? And, you know, it's like, I, and then, you know, able to, you know, be champion, be a big influence in the late 90s, being a big influence through everybody outside the wrestling. And then, you know, he got into acting, got into movies because he caused injuries as well as wrestling. You know, back then, you know, injuries wasn't like, medicine wasn't as advanced as it is now. You know, he had had neck surgery, you know, because, you know, he had, he had that power drive from Owen Hart. And, of course, neck effects. He had neck injury, his neck injury, you know, surgery and everything. And then, like, late 99 going into 2000, you know, after a couple of years, takes his toll on him. And, you know, his knees and everything. It's like, I think due to injuries, he had to retire. But, you know, though he tried their best to bring him on, it's you know, just like an online personality. And pretty much, you know, you know, pretty much 
being an authority figure on, on the screen. But, you know, he kind of missed the age of being able to wrestle again. But he decided to go into acting and do other ventures to the point he did a podcast. And he decided, you know, bring people that he worked in the industry with. But that's cool because he not just has, like, people he worked with. He has, like, he has comedians on there. He has, like... Uh-huh. Like, he had Jesse DeBive Ventura, who, you know, was a former wrestler, but he's a professor, he's an activist, and um, he had uh, Ron Funches, he had Gabriel Iglesias, he has, like, people from the UFC as well, and people, like, he he idolized, like, he had Ric Flair, he had Jake the Snake Roberts, is like, people he worked with back in the day, but he got to see another side of him, it's like, he was able to do something like, because when you're a wrestler, you have stories, and it's like, for a fact, he was willing to share those stories and reminisce with a lot of the wrestlers he, you know, he, like people he worked with. You got to see another side of him. And I do credit him as well because, like I said, we're for him. Marin, Rogan, I probably would have never thought of doing a podcast and, you know, and, you know, taking the gamble. And then, you know, Beagle, I asked Beagle, like, hey, you want to join me and start doing I wanted to do a pop culture podcast. It's just like, when you do a podcast, it's like, it's like there's so many genres but for me, I don't want to be tied to one genre. That's yeah. why. That's yeah. why I. And you but, like pod culture. I, I love your, pop that's culture. Your, that's that's my thing. thing. That's my thing. Yeah. I love talking about you know television. I love talking about videos because pop culture. I just is, like talking shit, so this is great. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's pretty much like a like pop culture is a broad subject to the point you can pretty much yeah. talk about anything because you don't want to be typecast to be just all oh, you're just that one person that focuses on one thing. No, because at least. You'll be able to share, like, we'll be able to share our experiences growing up because, like I said, you know, stuff like that now was different back than it is now. Like, we didn't have online influencers. The only time you had to find out what a celebrity was doing was pretty much, if you want to follow celebrities, was watching Entertainment Tonight on TV or look at the local tabloids because, honestly, there was no internet back then, guys. We grew up in the 90s. The internet was still in its dormant stage where it was just also used for just for business and communications. It wasn't that big. It wasn't a big yeah. thing. It was just for like exchanging email and stuff. Now it's like, if you want to find out what's on your celebrities, you go online now and find out the influencers. There was no YouTube. Nothing. The only time you want to be influenced by celebrity and stuff was to watch like award shows and just see what they're wearing. Or during a magazine, like People or something, just see what they're doing. That was like your only thing. And then like for gaming, it was just we had gaming magazines. We had Game Pro. We had like... Like trying game, game Pro. Oh my god, Game yeah. Pro. Remember Game Pro, dude? It was like... Yeah, yeah. Just to find a... <laughs> I'm drunk in a mood. Sorry, guys. I just read a text. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> like... Sorry. Sometimes I forget we have a mic on. So. Yeah, so pretty much like... It's like... This is like... Yeah, like... With influencers, like... That's why it's kind of joy... Having the internet. Because... You can have... People that want to share their ideas. Like I said, we didn't have podcasting radio. We had talk radio, but it, it was only limited. But and going back to game pro, like to find out who's a professional gamer, you had to read the articles and stuff. Like WWE, same thing. You want to follow your favorite wrestler, you got to read a magazine publication by you know the league. I remember collecting WWE magazine. It has a description on it, and just to find out you know what my favorite wrestler is doing. It's like to me, it's like yeah, it's it's like. Trying to think. I'm sorry, guys. I'm tired. I was at work, but um, yeah, it's like yeah. If we had internet early in the '90s, I think you know if social media was a thing in the '90s. <laughs> I'm just curious to see. I don't know. I'm just curious to see what would have been like in the '90s. Who do you think would have been the biggest influencer in the '90s if, if the internet was like it is now? Like, what? Would oh you, God. What do you think would be the biggest um, inf- online influencer? Uh, in the 90s? Stone Cold, The Rock. If he isn't already. 
Not one. He, he, I mean, he's got a shit ton of followers. Like Dwayne Johnson. Uh, yeah. I mean, The Rock would have definitely already had one. Um, and fucking Clinton. I don't know if he used Twitter as much as fucking good old DT, but fucking like Clinton would probably have a big one. Um, in the nineties, um, NBA stars. Michael Jordan would probably have the most followed. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't have one now. Uh, sorry. Sorry, guys. We're in a different location. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, yeah. I would say I, I can see. Um, you know, Dwayne Johnson before he became big. I would imagine him having like a vlog or something of him trying to make it in WWE because I mean, try yeah, to follow the, try to try to live up to your father's expectation. I mean, come on, his dad was Soul Man Rocky Johnson, tag team champion. You know. Former tag yeah, team yeah, champion, yeah. Hall of Famer. It's like he had a big uh, what is that shoot a fill, shoot a fill. He had a big shoot a fill, and look at that. Like for me, watching the ads here right now, it's like oh man, just see how these characters evolved. Because I'm like right now I'm in '98. I'm like in October, November '98, and it's very now. It's like the rock. I've just seen Rocky John, like watching Stone Cold evolve his character from the ringmaster to like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you see you know. Dwayne Johnson coming in as Rocky Maivia, the blue chipper, into, you know, The Rock. Seeing his, like, evolution throughout the times. So, and, you know, Triple H becoming, like, the beginnings of Triple H, you know, going from the blue blood from from, from Connecticut, Hunter Hearst Humbly to, like, I'm not even at the point when he becomes a game. That's not until, like, 99, late, like, all summer of 99. But I would see, like, yeah, if, if the internet was big in the 90s, yeah, I would definitely see, like, I would say Bill Clinton would be, like, what Donald Trump is now. Mm-hmm. Constantly tweeting and stuff. I would see that Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. I would definitely see. You know, because what happens? I'm thinking what it does. If the internet was around back in the late '90s, who knows? Maybe with a lot of people blasting Jerry Krause, like keeping Jordan stuff. I would imagine if the Bulls were like if the internet was big in the '90s, it could it could have been a major impact on the Last Dance. Because then you would have people on social media saying, hey, bring Jordan back, bring Phil back, bring Phil back. To the point that it puts pressure on Jerry Krause to say, I have to bring Phil back. Because then you'll, you get to read up a lot of stuff on social media. Then you'll see like a lot of players tweet, you know, this and this and this and that. Like it's, It would have been, I would think in Internet and Nights would be a completely different, like, oh, yeah. like another online influencer. Like you probably have, try to think, well, who else would be a big online influencer in the 90s? I don't know, I can think of... Um, I would say Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith would be a '90s influencer as well. If the internet was big in the '90s. I mean, it was, but it was all AOL and chats and mediocre web pages. Uh, a bunch of actors definitely would have fucking been. I mean, if they are now, they're definitely. Uh, Tupac, uh, Biggie, they would have been insane, especially the way rap is uh, on the mainstream. Uh, for like the past almost decade, like mm-hmm. fuck, like those guys would have definitely been on there. Um, Nirvana would have been huge if, if like, well, until they until Kurt took himself out, but like, or simple, allegedly. So you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, a lot of the grunge scene bands, alternative, I, all the the music, all the music, like, like the way Hollywood will look now, all their stuff would be pretty inflated. But I think. But remember, we got to compare it to the technology at that time. So it would look very strange. Um, I, I don't. The videos would be very hard to capture, but I could see photos being put. Um, 
But I think I honestly, you know what? I'm gonna throw another curveball in there. Princess Diana, mm-hmm. she would have been fucking huge. She would have been bigger than Billie Eilish, though. I feel like she would have been huge. Um, So mainly anybody who got assassinated. (laughs) Like, honestly, I I can't think of anybody. Like, all those people were big. The Bulls. The Chicago Bulls organization would have a following for being so good. Um, Phil Jackson would probably have a humongous following. Um, Those are, I think... But you know what I think? I don't know if Jordan will be a major influencer online. Because, like, what is he... It's like I mean, he's still doing Hanes commercials. Like he's not. It's not like I think he's more content. like I think he's more like a business because like I mean like everybody else would do a for. I would say but... if like I said like I, yeah that's why I'm like if it was like if it was like like I said if the internet and YouTube was around in the '90s like it, like I said if the internet was more advanced in the '90s and we had you know YouTube and stuff and Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff like I said that's why it's like you know I would see him being having a huge following you know. If the NBA was going to socials, but you know it. Now it's like I would say, what would try to think? What are influencers I can think of right now that like following YouTube right now? I'm trying to think. Um, I do follow a lot. Of like another one I do follow is like the guys who do like the documentaries. I'll say my documentary, my YouTube documentary influencers I do follow that I do love. That's really interesting because it got me to the point I do want to do some research. Like, if ever we do any based on how we use the pod decks, you know. Yeah. The, the history is like um, Kevin Perjurer. If you guys don't know who Kevin Perjurer is, he's the creator of the Funk Land. He's a guy who took his love of amusement parks and amusement park history and other, you know, topics and took it to the next level. Like, it's really, really good. I mean, I enjoyed the Funk Land. I look forward to every time he puts a new episode up. Like he oh, yeah. goes, he does the research. He gets like a lot of two point. He has a podcast itself where he interviews people in the industry, in the theme park industry, just to get like their insight of how it was back then. Because so I think the most recent one I saw was like he also does like ones where he talks about TVs, like old TV shows that got canceled, or you know he had the Funkland TV which explores you know old television shows. But the okay. one. I love a lot of his theme park stuff, but the one thing I do recommend Yubiko and everybody else to check out on the Funkland TV was his retrospected on um, on Jim Henson, on Jim Henson's career, because him and Pixel Dan, who's like one of those like Disney influencers, who like he's a big Disney fan, him and you know Kevin Pritchard did a phenomenal job with you know with the Jim Henson five part documentary series. Because there's, there's not that many documentary series about Jim Henson. There's not that many. And him, like, he went to the point, he sh- he talked about how Jim Henson started. How, you know, at the beginnings of working at a cable access tele- local television station in, in Philly. To the, to the point where, you know, to the point he had a lot of these things, a lot of these projects planned. Take the concept of Kermit the Frog, take the thing of the Muppet, coin the term Muppet. And pretty much take the whole concept of, you know, puppetry to the next level. And trying to share his ideas with, like, show his works with the world. He had a lot of stuff planned. Unfortunately, you know, due to illness, you know, he was taken too soon. And it kind of influenced a lot of puppeteers now with his works. And, like, I'm, I'm glad his legacy is still staying on through Disney. You know, they're keeping his, like, his, like, legacy on with, like, now. The Muppets have a, I don't know, they have a thing called Muppets Now on, on Disney+. Plus, Which is an unscripted, kind of, like... 
Muppet Show where I think you do like I think they do like interviews and stuff with people. And you do these little interviews with people and it's really interesting. I haven't seen it yet, but because I know they tried their hand on doing like a Macamary style thing on ABC, but I think it was too hard to do it on regular local television. But they decided to bring it back on Disney Plus. Because I think with online platform, online doing an online platform, it's more better. We should get a bigger audience. Um, but yeah, Kevin Pritchard's one. Um, Bright Sun Films. I don't know if you heard that. What's up, guys? My name is Jake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, abandoned dude. I, I, I like that when he does like abandoned and breakup and. He does like he t- he he goes in like how these places you know how they start in the beginning and then he tells how they are abandoned and left for night for dead and so like here's another thing bright side films is another like he, that's another influence as well because it kind of piques my interest and you know makes me hey I want to do some research on this thing I want to see what, I'm curious about this thing um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a quick break uh, we'll be right back from with more of this um this episode so don't go away listen to the ads and we'll be right back. Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the franchise and Biko. Just let you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Popstronaut logo on there. Also, we have stickers so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, wherever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to take your interviews and podcast episodes to the next level, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Visit poddex.com to get your Poddex today. All right, guys, and we're back. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the ads. Um, Biko, any other um, online influences you feel that um, that you pretty much been like following recently? I mean, it could be like social media or on Twitter or even Instagram. Um, yeah, I, uh, there's this just like artists, right? Well, tattoo artists especially um, that I follow. And there's this one guy that I think is in Korea. I'm not mistaken. I don't know. He has fucking green hair. And I found him on a thing yesterday on Instagram. Mm. Let me bring up his name. Because I want to give uh, credit where credit's due. This thing can actually load. Uh, green hair. Where are you at, green hair? <laughs> green All right. So his name, tattoo artist is Mr. K underscore tattoo. Uh, on Instagram, Mr. K underscore tattoo. Spelled like it sounds. Mm. That's exactly how it looks. Um, tattoo artist. It doesn't say from where, but he looks like he's been... I mean, he's got a humongous one. But his tattoos are extremely... Ex- oh, dang, he was on the New York Times. Mm. Um, Seems like he's stationed in New York. But uh, he... 
Yeah, he's a tattoo artist stationed out of New York. Um, but he does these like extremely detailed and refined, lightly like shadings of of like, he does this. He has a piece on Plato. He has like mainly like tattoo artist pages. What I find for influence on different pieces, but this guy's work is incredible. It's like it's like pencil sketches you can find in in your in your sketchbook, like 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 as if Da Vinci was writing this stuff. Kind of similar to Doctor Wu stuff that's out in Cali, a little like that type similarity in styles. But um, him he his stuff is really is really blowing me away. There's also another tattoo artist I, I, that's been an online influence for me too as well. His name is uh, uh besides Doctor Wu. I think it's called his page is called Boys Don't Cry, but he's in located in Essex, mm-hmm. the UK. I'm assuming. I last time I remember, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, underscore Boys Don't Cry underscore because in his little profile picture is Daffy Duck with the king crown, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, but he posts these little ones too, and I really like uh, just all these sketches, little ideas, because I just love black ink work, and and I feel like. Um, I've been really getting into tattoo pages, obviously com- uh, comedy ones, and then uh, and DJ ones. Uh, I, I just I check out I check out a lot of stuff there as far as trying to influence my production, my music, things I want to get into. Um, that way, when I uh, obviously it's still in the works, even though I keep saying this, but like mm-hmm. I want to. I don't want to use this too much time to do this fucking promo, but I want to start my own podcast too on the side of this one. Um, talk about different things, not necessarily just pop culture, uh, but that's in the works, guys. I'll, I'll, I can detail that later on once I get everything kind of hashed out. But uh, yeah, so um, I'm kind of, I think what that's good with the quarantine is that like, as far as people who make their their living off of online and providing content, I think this has really helped them kind of really sharpen their skills or kind of tap into those creative juices and, and being in isolation and trying to like figure out like, well, I'm basically already in isolation because I do all my work here. Like, I don't know, some of these influencers have the means to fucking, you know, have studios like you mentioned, all that shit, which is fine, you know, to eat your own. So, I excuse me, I think that's interesting how the quarantine has really stepped up people's games on providing quality content. And, and, uh, I got, I, I just been really influenced and in seeing these people and adding Instagram and trying to refine my timeline into things like that, that kind of give me some sort of creative inspiration and, and things I actually want to see, you know, you can get bogged down by a lot of bullshit. So it's just like, uh, those are the type of things I like to follow. Um, just a lot of uh, meeting my, my my musician friends and my DJ friends and then kind of being around them. So, like, mm-hmm. I've been trying to spend a lot less time online, but, man, once I go on YouTube, that shit comes through. But, like, yeah, a lot of my influencers are coming through comedians, uh, people that I listen to on podcasts because, like, I listen to podcasts every day. So it's just, like, there's always something new I can learn. Um, Allie Ward is another podcaster. She's the host of the Ologies podcast. And mm-hmm. it's all like studying all the different types of ologies, you know, mm. you know, biology, psychology, you know, there's penguinology. There's a bunch of different shit. Yeah, it's great. It's it's amazing. It's, it's such an informational podcast. I really like I got that recommended by a friend of mine. And 
Uh, I like how she approaches it and her quirkiness to, and just so Aaron B. style how it goes. I really enjoy podcasts. So that's, she influenced me on like being in, uh, like sparked by like all the different ologies you could think of. I, I, it's such a unique idea that nobody thought about that. It's like, oh, I should make a podcast about all the crazy studies. There are the scientific studies on things because mm-hmm. science is really the study of all this shit going on. Yeah. So it's like. It's very interesting. I wish all I could hold, all I wish is that I came up with that first. But that's you know ideas are it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you got to really hone that out. And uh, yeah, a lot of no, a lot of my influencers are podcaster people. It's in and YouTube. I just bounce around too much. I will say uh, one thing. I mean, before YouTube, I think I can. I think Beagle will agree. I will say. Another video game influencer, I would say. Oh, fucking James yeah, Rolfe, dude. Jesus Christ. The angry video game nerd. And this was a guy before he, he before he went on YouTube. You had to go to his website. A lot of stuff was on Screw Attack, and this is a guy who pretty much created this character that kind of someone that you can relate to. That you know, people don't realize. I know this generation is not going to realize games back then were fucking hard. Yeah. They were not easy. Yeah, there was no cheat codes. There was no FAQs. You couldn't go online and look up stuff. You had to call a phone number, call the Nintendo hotline for tips. They had like Nintendo had to the point where they had a hotline where you had to like call and these people that were just reading off of game guides um, to give you hits, to give you tips. Um, but he took that and made it into a character called the Angry Convenient Game Nerd. Phenomenal job. And pretty much most of the games that he played was games that I even had in my Nintendo library, which is kind of weird. Because it's like, he had Karate Kid. I have Karate Kid. I played Karate Kid. I kind of relate. And to the point that he was able to bring his friends along. He, um, and to the point he was able to make a movie. I think he did like a crowdfunded movie where he was able to crowdfund a movie. Which I have it on Blu-ray. I haven't seen it yet, but he it looks really it, based on the reviews. It's for following you following and grooming. I would say James Rolfe is a really good influence on myself because it kind of like I was influenced to the point that it's always good to go back to nostalgia and kind of relive like those memories. And yeah, games were freaking hard. They were hard to play, but it it, it like he made this to the point where it's like it, it like his character is basically a, a, a amalgamation of frustration, regret. And persistence because it's to the point where he has he tries his best to play that game throughout the end. And yeah, it's funny that he does curse a lot and stuff. Because I mean, he st- I think he started like in two thousand six. I think when he started doing the character, and he's still doing it now. I think right now with the with the pandemic, I think he, he they're gonna, I think they're gonna still do nerve videos. But I think um, he and his buddy Mike Matei they were doing like the James and Mike Mondays. And I remember they, they're taking a break from it. They'll be back like in January, mm. but they started working on the nerd stuff because. You know, they were doing James Mike Mondays every Monday, like, consistently. But it makes sense, you know. It, sometimes, you know, with the pandemic, it does get frustrating because sometimes yeah, they, can't, yeah, they can't be at the same they place. Families. They got families. They had the social distance. It's kind of hard on them as well. Um, pretty much, you know, um, yeah, I will say he's, like, a, a, our big influence when it comes to, like, video gaming and, you know. Having appreciation. Appreciation. Old, like, what we grew up on. Yeah, because, like I said, this generation is never going to stand the struggle yeah, now with the Nintendo Switch and, you know, having, like, they have some of the games in the library and, you know, you'll be able to access They don't have everything. I mean, um, yeah, it, and it, it inspired now. It's like it influenced people now. They can go out and try to collect games. Um, 
And him doing a film about the E.T. thing, mm-hmm. because I think that was the plot of the film he did, was the whole theory, which was now eventually it became... Well, I think that was another movie that kind of influenced people as well because it kind of made people think, maybe it is true. Maybe the E.T.'s were burying a landfill somewhere in New Mexico. And, and staying up, a crew did a documentary and ended up finding it. Because that was, that was a myth that, you know, because if people don't realize... Back then, like, why do you think now you don't see a lot of video games based on films anymore? You don't see a lot of those anymore. But back in the day, you know, Atari, when they were, like, big, they had the E.T. license. And problem is, was the programmer who did it did not see the film. And problem is, Atari put a big deadline saying, hey, we need to get this um, game out by the holiday season. E.T. just came out. It's like, you couldn't at least have the person who was programming actually go see the film? No, he had to, like, make it up. As it goes along. And it became one of the biggest, you know, flops in video game history. The point that Atari ended up taking all the unsold cartridges, that's when it became the myth that they took all the unsold cartridges and buried it in some landfill in New Mexico. But it, it, was a, it was a myth. It was a myth that went out for years and years until James Fall decided to visit that myth and make a movie around it. And then, of course, it inspired, like, it influenced this documentary crew to actually go investigate and eventually found the actual cartridges the unsold cartridges of E.T. for the Atari 2600. And that, uh, to me, that shows, like, how much of an influence, you know, someone has on another individual. Like, inspires them to go do it. I would say he's another, like, inspiration would be James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd. Um, uh, i trying to think who else. It's a good thing I remember that, too, because it's, like, it's, like, one thing that's another inspiration, I don't know, Biko, do you have anybody else that you, you had in mind that obviously it's one of your favorite online influencers? Um, I hate, I hate keep going back to YouTube stars. But, uh, it's always like, yeah, it's always hard because it's always going to be on YouTube <laughs> or Twitch or something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 Hold on, I'm pulling Suhaim up again because I'm trying to remember. Mm. Oh man, okay, no, I should have opened that. Uh, I just like, it's just I wish I didn't, like, I wish I had a better, uh, like, like, answer for that, but. Like, another, I guess another video game guy at that time, I don't know if he's, he's not much of an influencer, but, like, the same, along that same lines, we were watching him and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pat, the NES punk. Like, he... Oh, yeah. Like, around that time, like, he served that fix, too, and, um, I, and I, and I relatively enjoy his podcast. I haven't, I haven't really, uh, checked in on it as much lately, but, uh, for the most part, I would always listen to that crap, like, listen to their pot, their, uh, his his videos I posted up even the ones he would link up with and then uh, that kind of researched that because like yeah dude I always enjoy playing the old video games because like you mentioned it was fucking hard or challenging but that's what makes it fun and um, those two guys were the reasons and they, when we look back at it now it's like holy shit it's 2020 these guys have we've been watching these guys for years and I don't, and like I, it just it's crazy to see the time fly by and see how far these guys come with the success and. And it is influential because it's like, I never would have thought in a million years a guy would make, you know, videos on reviewing old school video games that like, 
Yeah, to the point. Not he a helped, lot of people got to play. And then he helped to write a book about it too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, he got his movie out of it. Like, I mean, he's it's 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 incredibly incredibly admirable to watch him his his stride. Like even until to this day, it seems like he's a pretty stand up guy. He doesn't get himself in drama. It's just he seems pretty low key. And and he still caters, kicks out the good content. So like, and another, another thing it. too was the Game Grumps. Is another Game Grumps. Game Grumps is really good for those guys because it's just why I like the concept. It's just two guys playing games. That's what it is. I mean, you know, it was you know Aaron Eagle Raptor versus him and John Tron. Of course, John Tron decided to branch off and do his own thing. He brought in like Danny, who is part of this comedic um, music team called Ninja Sex Party. Definitely check out their cover albums. They're really good. Um, and you got to watch Game Grumps because, honestly, it's one of those things where it's just simple. It's just two guys playing video games and just, like, picking at each other. It's just their commentary playing games. They're just playing the most random video games, give their commentary on it. To the point, I remember one point they had, like, they did, like, a guest one where they had people in the industry being guests. Um, they had... um. One of the kids from Stranger Things on there as well. They had Jamie Lee Curtis and this and her son, because her son's like a big fan of Game Grumps. And they were playing Mario Party and freaking Jamie Lee Curtis was like picking on Aaron so much. It's freaking hilarious. Just she kept like taunting him and stuff because I didn't realize she loves Mario Party. Like she's a big Mario Party fan. It's like it's kind of cool because you got the legendary actress Jamie Lee Curtis who's done the Halloween movies. Man, she's a really good actress, and it's funny her picking on Aaron and stuff. It's kind of hilarious. Um. Definitely, then you know, like I said, that's something that, that blew up like completely. Like it's just two guys playing video games. Um, it's like with us, we're two guys, two brothers doing a podcast. It's like you know, it's it 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 changes, it, it, like influence. And like I said, um, another thing too, I want to mention. I've been right now watching um, being the elite, and it's really cool because it follows like this team, this tag team of Nick and Matt Jackson. They're the Young Bucks, and it's like their journey through. And they're like they're they're trying to give you a peek inside what they do when they travel and stuff yeah. in between shows. And they got their friends going along the ride. Right now, I'm, I watched the new episode. But I decided to go back and watch the episodes just to just to get a better idea because you know I've been a WWE guy for so many years. And not knowing about these other wrestlers outside that WWE bubble, it's really cool. And seeing guys like Nick and Matt Jackson, who has to go to... It's, I would say being an indie wrestler... I mean, right now, at the pandemic right now, it's kind of hard doing bookings right now because the only promotions right now are running right now are WWE, you know, AEW now, and, you know, and um, Impact Wrestling. I know Ring of Honor is announcing they're going to be coming back soon. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced they're going to be coming back soon as well. I know New Japan Pro Wrestling are opening U.S. branch. So that's going to be cool. But seeing them and what they had to go to just to travel, they had to sell their own shirts, they had to sell their merch and shit, um, and just to make a living and do these shows, put their buys online. But you know they're having fun with their friends and stuff, and just to show like a, another side of, of wrestling and indie scene, and it pays off now. They're like VPs with Cody Rhodes, like most of their friends now are running AEW. The the, the comparative WWE, which to me I kind of like AEW a little bit more. I mean I love I'm always gonna have a hard with WWE, but AEW is kind of cool because it gives a little change of pace. Because you get to see wrestlers who you never see, you'll never see on WWE before, or who were on there before, but were not used properly. And what I like about AEW is they'll have very little storyline. It was more just the wrestling, a little storyline. So if you want to see the stuff in between, they have the being elite, but it's kind of like a lot of their stuff will carry into the show, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But definitely check out being the elite because it's really, you know, like I said. 
if those guys are good influences, it's cool because it's like two brothers, you know, they grew up loving the sport of loving wrestling and decided to take their, to learn the ropes and basically travel together, you know, travel with their friends and all the struggle and pretty much going from like, you know, from their home in LA, from Grand Chukukamanga, California to Japan, to England, to Scotland, to the other side of the country, you know, it, like it, it shows like how their toll is, but they get to have, friend with their, have fun with their friends along the way. Hmm. To the point they make these little stories in between their traveling. They do these little stories which is hilarious. But definitely, dude, I would definitely check out Being the Elite Man. It's really good. It's like a vlog, but it's like a show in itself. Hmm. It kind of, I think, kind of cut. And it shows how much a fan following they have based on the fans they get when they do these meet and greets. Because it shows, like, how they are influencing a lot of people. But, um, under that, like, before we wrap up, gonna, of course, we're going to go our final segment on random trivia. Before we hit into random trivia, because we're going to keep this as a regular segment every week, because I know it's your turn to get quizzed. Um, do you have any other influencers before we get started in this game? Yeah, I would say myself. Um, because you need to... Although you can get inspiration and influence from other people, I think the most influential person you should follow as well as yourself because you live with yourself every day you get and you are here for a reason. And I feel like you you are the owner of the movie you, you get to watch every day and experience. So you need to you need to try to appreciate yourself a little more, influence yourself. And try to see what really sparks your interest. Because sometimes it's just like nothing's original in this world. We just kind of take it and spin it our own way. But a way that works for us and if would hopefully would feel authentic and, and genuine um, and sincere. And you're leading with good intentions as opposed to just kind of, you know, pulling a fast one on people. And, and frankly, that doesn't get you anywhere. You know, it's you're just keeping up appearances. So I think... Uh, I would hope to influence myself and, and influence other people who have had a uh, interesting ride so far in life. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, I just love how YouTube has become. I mean, obviously corporate YouTube has become something that's not so good, but <laughs> the people who contribute to what makes YouTube YouTube is what counts. And I think it's, I think it's, it's come a long way. It's, it's, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. And it's, it's so pivotal. I mean, they have TV now. So it's just like. Yeah, because now they got the whole offering live TV. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's incredible to see how much YouTube's grown and, and how it's helped so many people. And it's become a great livelihood for others. And obviously people have been able to move to these luscious homes in Calabasas because of it. But, <laughs> you know, it's cool. You know, California is California. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's 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 incredible. It's 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 crazy to see, and I just kudos to the people who have found success in what they're doing and keep doing what they're doing, and and hopefully you know we can find the continue to support people showing passion and whatever it is they're into. Um, I think it's like believe whatever you want, just believe it, you know. There's good ideas and bad ideas. That's all we're doing, guys. And it's up to you to decide which one you think is good and which one's bad. But yeah, I don't know. Okay. Be your own influencer. Yeah, I'll Be say Be your own influencer. Fuck. Think for yourself. All right. Uh, before that, like, before we get into random trivia, any television recommendations today, this week, Biko? Uh, no, I 
mean, I no, I haven't really, really watched enough TV these past. It's just Night of Fiance is the only thing I've been drawing myself <laughs> in. Which is, I know it's ridiculous, but it's for some reason it's scratching an itch that I needed to scratch, and it's working. And so I've just been following that crap for so yeah. So like trash reality TV is what has gotten me going through the quarantine. So there's Night of Fiance, and I've been watching that and Naked Afraid just to see survival skills and all that shit. So. Oh, excuse me. That's the only things I've been working on, and I'll like dip it back again on the West Wing. I'm, I think I'm on the close to the end of the fourth season, so it's it's starting to get. I get into a lab all the time between these two seasons because it's like at that point. Not that it drops in quality by any means. It's just that's to the point where everything kind of is starting to change flow a bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not gonna spoil anything. It's just like you can tell. Um, different things where the writers want to take it and then once Aaron Sorkin comes out later on this different uh, I think it's like the sixth or seventh seasons when he departs but like it's I'm close to it but that's that's what I jump into that and the West Wing and then terrible and, or and then just cliche reality TV that anything Gordon Ramsay puts out uh, and then Anthony Bourdain when I try to revisit shit but yeah okay Okay, guys, um, it's time for, like, my weekly anime recommendation yeah. because, honestly, you know, I am an anime person. I am an otaku. Um, this week, I decided uh, to put the... I would say... I'm not going to call this a romantic... I would say this is kind of like a comedy. Maybe a romantic comedy, but it's still early because it's barely, like, six episodes out right now. Um, it's one of those, like, debut episodes for the summer. It's called Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out. It's on um, Funimation right now. Basically, the main plot is... Sid- um, Shinichi um, Sakurai's um, one wish is for a little peace and quiet. So he's a guy who's like, he's in college. You know, he's kind of a loner, wants to spend time to himself. Uh, and, but um, this girl named Hanozaki, his boisterous, well endowed underclassman, this is the plot from Anime News Network. I'm reading the plot summary. Endowed underclassman, like his, like his uh, junior, basically, um, has other plans. All she wants to do is hang out and poke fun at him with the help of her chipper charm and her peppy persistence. It might just be the start of a relationship. It's it's based on a manga, so this is from the manga itself. But there's six episodes. It's hilarious, dude. It's like honestly, this girl's short, and of course she's well endowed. So it's called those Japanese, you know, over and down. Like you know, when it comes to breast size, they kind of exaggerate a little bit. So she's kind of busty, but it's funny because she's always like trying to get him to do stuff. Because this dude's like, I remember just like after school, I just want to either go to my part-time job or stay home playing video games, just be by myself. But she tries to bring out that whole outgoing side to him. And it's funny because he, she always gives this one look when she's like glaring at him like with the with this mischievous look. And it's, like, it's kind of hilarious. So they have it on sub right now. I can't, I don't, I don't know if they're going to do a dub for it, but it's on Funimation right now. But it's hilarious. I'm definitely checking it out. It's called Usaki Chan Wants to Hang Out. It's currently on Funimation. Right now there's like six episodes. Of course, it's hard to get into Funimation now because um, before we start writing trivia, I do want to mention um, Persona 5 the animation just launched on dub on Funimation right now. So it's kind of like a lot of people are trying to tune to Funimation right now, so I couldn't even watch any anime. But honestly, right now, I do recommend this one. Uzaki Chang wants to hang out. It's on Funimation. So that's my anime pick of the week. Um, all right, Biko, since we do this um, game, we're starting doing this whole segment called Random Trivia. Thanks in part to randomtriviagenerator.com. Um, last week it was Beekles asking me the questions. Now this week I'm going to ask him. I'm going to do one category. It's a, I mean, I'm going to give you a choice of category. There's different categories. Um, let me go back. You have your choice of either you got science, history, or you just want general. 
Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, general is fine. All right, we're going to general category. All I right. like things that make me think hard. All right, let's go to general. Let's do that. Few category. Okay. Number one. I'm just going to go in order. Hopefully you can get these. We're going to do... How many questions did we do last week? Uh, I think we did... Uh, I did four because that third one I didn't like too much. All right, so we're going to do four questions. Okay. Number one. What is another term for a badminton bird? With a what? What is another term for a badminton bird? A shuttlecock. Correct. Oh. What celeb? Okay, which celebrity launched a perfume range entitled M in two thousand and seven? Mark Jacobs. Wait, a perfume range? What celebrity? M. Yeah, entitled M. In two thousand and what? Seven. M. Mariah Carey. It was what? Oh my god! What a stupid name for perfume. All right. Okay, Cavatappi pasta, also known as Celitani, is shaped like what? Capitani pasta. Also known as Solitani is shaped like what? What's the shape? What's what's it look like? What's corkscrew? It look? Got it. Are you serious? Yeah, corkscrews, dude. Shit, dude. Which country which country where the nineteen forty eight Winter Olympics took place? The nineteen forty eight Winter Olympics? Were, I don't know if uh, you get Siberia. Uh, no. Uh nineteen forty eight Winter Olympics? I'm probably gonna get this one. Um it's gotta be cold, obviously. Aspen? <laughs> Uh, I'll give you one more chance. If not, we'll get a different question. Mount Fiji. It was Switzerland. Switzerland. God damn it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you like two more. Just uh, coincide. All right. All right. Which what wildly could soon drug acts as a natural defense to protect the seeds of the coffee plant? Which addictive drug it's in? What widely consumed drug acts as a natural defense to protect the seeds of the coffee plant? Widely used drug. It's not caffeine? You got it. That's caffeine, dude. Oh, fuck. I was going to say, that makes sense. I was like, the other one would have been like alcohol, but that wouldn't make any sense. What brand of whiskey was created in 1939 Queen of England's visit to Canada? Queen of England's visit to Canada. What brand of whiskey? Brenda Whiskey because of her visit to Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, uh, English whiskeys? I don't fucking know. Canadian whiskey coming from. That's a Canadian whiskey? Wait. I don't know. Crown Royal. Are you serious? I didn't. I never. You see, that's so stupid. I never know it was a Canadian whiskey. I didn't know either, but there's like the commercials. Well, a lot of Mexicans drink it, dog. Because there's no fucking way. Like, all my, all my I met a lot of people who drink Crown Royal, and there's no fucking way. Really? Yeah. yeah well, it's good stuff, guys. Try Crown Royal. It goes good with a Coke. Um, <laughs> it does very much does good. good. I mean, whiskey goes great with that. All right, so not bad. You, did, you got two wrong, but you did good on the other not ones. Not bad, right? Not I bad. like this one. The corkscrew. Pasta one is the one Dude, that, that was I, like, I yeah, that's very interesting. So definitely, this site's not bad. So definitely, best thanks to randomtrivia.com. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. I'll see that's it for the week. Um, pretty much, uh, I don't got anything else. I want to thank our sponsor, Pod um, Poddex, for you know giving this idea for this uh this episode. It's kind of interesting. I kind of like this podcast that thing. We're gonna keep using this. It's really cool. Um, other than that, like I said, don't forget to go to their website. Don't forget to use that promo code Talk Pop. Save yourself ten percent off. 
So definitely, guys, it's something that's really interesting if you're like starting a podcast or yeah, coach. you need ideas. To you need ideas to bounce off, brainstorm. This is really good brainstorming session. So um, on that, that's it for you guys. See you next week. Um, as always, geek on. Take care. Wash your hands. <laughs>